This is Radar for On The Radar Entertainment Blog and the On The Radar Podcast. Coming at you with episode number 79 of the On The Radar Podcast. As I know, as always, you can look at it on Google, Apple, or Spotify. And, you know, download wherever you get your other podcasts if you don't use those sites. And like, rate, share, all that stuff. Feedback is important. And On The Radar, for, on the radar is my YouTube account. On The Radar Tape Blog is my Facebook page. And... The Twitter account is Radar4428, so is Blogger, and the website is on the radarmedia.com. Now, let's get to the news here. Anthony Davis is back, so it's good for the Lakers to get him ready for the playoffs. Patrick Marlowe has played 9,000 career games. 900 career games is pretty darn good. Not 9,900. It's pretty impressive in this day and age, especially in hockey. Then Floyd Mayweather Jr. is going to fight Logan Paul. The interesting is this Logan Paul, Jason Paul... Whatever their names are, I don't really care. They're YouTube personalities. So if they're going to be fading like a professional like Floyd Mayweather, they're definitely going to get their butts kicked because they're not facing amateurs like other celebrities or players who athletes who are not in the boxing world. Damian Lowe moved to 10th uh, to all-time in the three-point list, passing Jason Kidd. So congratulations to him. Lexi Brown is joined the sky. That will help them out. Rest in peace to Terrence Clark, who was 19 years old. He died in a car crash. He entered the draft, and he was was going to be a first-round pick, and it's just had to lose anybody at 19 years old, especially with all that talent. So rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to musician Shock G. He was an American rapper, and he was the lead vocalist on the group Digital Underground, and Humpty Dance, and Tupac's I Get Around, and the co-producer of Tupac's debut album, Tupacalypse Now. So rest in peace to him. We also lost... The singer Les McCowan of the singer of the group Bay City Rollers, 65. Rest in peace to him. And we lost baseball player Tom Robeson. He was a player, coach, and author. He played first base in DH for the Rangers, and he coached for the Rangers and the Mets and the Reds. And played overseas and coached. He also wrote the book The Hitting Edge. He passed away at the age of 75. Rest in peace to him. And we also lost baseball player Adrian Garrett, nicknamed Patter Smokey. He was a player and a coach. He was a utility player who played. For the Braves, Cubs, A's, and Angels, and he also coached and played overseas as well. He worked in the White Sox farm system for years, worked for the Royals and the Marlins and the Reds. So he had pneumonia prior to his death. He passed away at 78, so rest in peace to him. And rest in peace to Bernie Kahn, the American screenwriter who wrote Second Hundred Years, My Favorite Martian, Bewitch, and the Disney movie Barefoot Executive, and the screenplay for Basic Training. So rest in peace to him. And in retirement news, linebacker Sean Lee has retired at age 34 due to all these injuries. Only played for the Cowboys, the two-time Pro Bowler, two-time second-team All-Big Ten in college, and a first-team All-Pro once. He had 14 interceptions and two forced fumbles, but it's just a what if he wasn't health if he was always healthy. Then we then football player Marcus Gilbert, offensive tackle, who had played for the Steelers and he played for the Cardinals. Also announced his retirement as well. And in hockey, Andrew Shaw retired. The Blackhawks player who was on those championship teams. He um, he played for also the Canadians as well. And he won the Stanley Cup twice, two out of the three years. And he retired due to concussions. But this guy was scrappy. He's one of my favorite players that was on the Hawks. So happy trails to him. It's just a long list of the Blackhawks players from that core announcing their retirements. In baseball, Hector Rondon and Jerry Blevins, two major league relievers, have 
retired. Hector Rondon, if you always remember, he was on. He was the Cubs closer the year they won the World Series until they got a World's Chapman. He then worked played for the Astros and D-backs, and he was in spring training with a few teams this year, like the Phillies and the Red Sox. But then he decided he was going to retire. So happy trails to him, and happy trails to reliever Jerry Blevins, nicknamed Gordo. He uh, was originally like a starter years ago with the Cubs, and then he played for the A's multiple times, the Mets and the Nationals. Excuse me, not multiple times for the A's and the Mets. But yeah, he played a long time. He won a gold medal when he was in the minor leagues. He was what you call the perfect left innings, uh, you know, left-handed pitcher to get one batter out in the inning. He's kind of phasing out with the three batter minimum, but he decided to retire at age 37 because he was on a minor league deal and he wasn't sure if he wanted to continue to play in the minor league. So happy trails to him. Other news is in the football world, they lost Geno Hayes as well. I forgot to mention that. He was in hospice care, and they were saying that he had like liver, you know, liver issue. And the linebacker played in the NFL for both the Buccaneers, the Bears, and the Jaguars. And he was a six-round pick, and he passed away due to chronic liver disease at the age of 33. So it's very sad to lose someone at the age of 33. Then, a thousand points every season is what uh, Russell Westbrook has. He's the second player since 2010, the third player since LeBron and DeRozan. The Rockets and Timberwolves have been eliminated from the playoffs because pretty much they're bad. And um, 83 threes is what Steph Curry had the most in a month, surpassing James Harden's total. I wonder what he's going to get because there's still some games left. Baker Mayfield's fifth option was picked up. He's definitely they're just a wait and see if he can do any more. Kansas City traded for another offensive tackle on Orlando Brown, swapping like three picks for like another two picks in him. So they're doing everything they can to protect Patrick Mahomes. Steelers. A cornerback was arrested, and um, and it just seems like that they have all these players are getting into trouble with Justin Lane being arrested and charged for a felony for guns. So I don't know what's gonna happen there, but the Steelers always have some guys with some sort of issue like that. Ryder Goodell has been vaccinated, so he can hug all the players in this year's draft because they'll be in person. Eric Flowers was traded from Miami to Washington. Bob Costa is going to do an HBO show for interviewing, so that's good for him. Steve Mango, former Bear, has announced that he has ALS, and we all know how debilitating that disease is, so prayers up to him. Mike Foster, the number seven recruit, has decided to join the G League instead, following that trend. Jeff Swartz is coming back with the Big Boys Club and O-Line Draft Academy to FS1 because he works there, so that's interesting. Monday Night Football is going to keep the same lineup of Louis Riddick, Brian Greasy, and Steve Levy. That's what they need is to continue to have the same lineup. Gronk caught a patch 600 feet out of a helicopter for a world record. Of course he did. And Dick Van Dyke was awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award for the Kennedy Center. That's something I always like to record and watch because they're certain musicians and they get people to honor them. That's the cool thing. Netflix has announced a Bubba Wallace docuseries. That's interesting. Heinz Ward has joined Florida Atlantic as a coach. That's a Hall of Fame caliber player to get on their team. Giannis Nas scored the second most points in Bucks history, passing Glenn Robinson. Congratulations to him. So Daniel Charles played 1,600 games, the fifth most for NL defenseman in history. Sidney Crosby is the, has scored for a 16th straight season of one point per game. Only Wayne Gretzky and Gordy Howe has done that, and we already know how good Wayne uh, way uh, Sidney Crosby is. Simone Biles announced she's leaving Nike for Athleta. Yesterday, anytime Nike loses people. John Lester, though, he has sold a $6 million mansion that's in Chicago. If anybody's interested in buying it. Dennis Santana has COVID-19. 
And a lot of players who were on the COVID list, like the Astros and whatnot, they were able to get activated off the off the list as well. Rizzo is now seventh all-time, passing Gabby Hartnett for Cubs home runs. Jade DeGrom this year at a career high of 15 strikeouts in one game, and he has the most 50 start most strikeouts for four games ever with 50 strikeouts. And Jolton Simmons and the Astros are back from their COVID. And Buster Posey is the first Giants player to catch 1,000 career games because we all know when he retires, he will be the greatest catcher in their history. And um, the other thing is the um, Luis Roberts going to DL, but that's a precaution. And John John Montefresso was the eighth was the first pitcher ever to pitch eight relief innings and can still get the win. So congratulations to him. Abreu has 2,000 career total bases. Mad Bum pitched a no-hitter, but it didn't count because it's during a doubleheader where it's only seven innings. And Yano Londo's joined MLB Network. I didn't really know his personality to be like, huh. That's that's really what I want to see there. And uh, the second player to have four hits, two four-hit games in Sox history. You know, two four-hit games, the second in Sox history. The guy Maurice, Maurice Ender, a Arc Deacon. And he's the 10th player to do that in history in AL. And Charlie Blackman is the guy who most recently did it as well. And um, the Wild and the Vegas and the Golden Knights and the Hurricanes are some of the teams that have clinched the playoffs as well. More and more teams are going to be announcing it. While Conor McGregor sells majority stake in his whiskey brand for up to $600 million. Congratulations to him. He's making the money there. And... The Dan Levitard has announced with DraftKings they're reaching a deal with the Meadowlark Media for the rights to show ads, and that's something Stu Gatt, you think, would do because, you know, he's always gambling, but also he wants all that free money. Yohan Mercedes has a 420 on average. His 30 hits are the second highest total in history, Sox history by a rookie in March, April behind Abreu, who had 31 and, and that there. Major League Baseball has announced a partner with their partner league that it will replace extra innings in the home run derby. Stop doing that. That's just stupid. And as I mentioned, the Lightning also made the playoffs. The Panthers have clinched the playoffs. And the T-Wolves have given their game ball from their win with the Kings to George Floyd's family. That's a nice gesture there. Kim Mulkey has left Baylor, which is interesting when you win championships in any level of sports, college, professional, minor leagues, that you're going to move to another team. So she's going to LSU. That's interesting. And um, the Bucks have picked up the fifth-year option of Vita, Vita Villa. So that's good because he's a very good player. Jeff Bridges stepped down. It's a Rockies GM. Now... He's the idiot who traded Nolan Arenado and gave up $50 million and really didn't get anything back. So you might as well say it's time for me to get out of here. In hockey news, Turner is going to pick up the rights to calling hockey because NBC has decided that they're ending their hockey coverage and all their certain coverage, and they're not having NBC Sports anymore as well. So it'll be interesting to see who TBS uses because Kenny Albert and Doc Emmerich were calling games. I don't know what their contracts are because Kenny Albert also works for Fox and what Doc... You know, Emmerich, who he did retire, but I'm saying you need somebody like Doc Emmerich. And at the same time, Ernie Johnson's already doing basketball and baseball. And a lot of the good baseball ones and basketball ones are already working for other networks as well. So they got to figure that out. Plus, it won't be on cable, which is very interesting that the NHL is okay with their Stanley Cup finals and, and most of, and the playoffs not being on regular TV. DeMarcus Cousins signed a contract to remain with the Clippers for the rest of the season. That will definitely be good. So you have to keep worrying that he's going to get cut or not. And John Wall, his former teammate, briefly in Houston, announced he's going to be shut down for the rest of the year. I call it a success. He played a pretty good amount of games. Not his fault. James Harden torpedoed the team and got traded. Jackie Gimalolos, the uh, former WNBA player, 
Jimilos, she uh, is joining the Liberty as assistant coach, so congratulations to her. The Rays' Luis Bettini became the youngest player ever in their history to play for them, and most of the players they've had play for them were born before their franchise. This guy was born a year after. And LeBron James' rookie card sold for $5.2 million. All these rookie cards recently, like LeBron and like Mike Trout and Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, have been going for a lot of money. Tyrese Helburn is signed with a deal with Nike, and that's really good because he is a really exciting player. Trey Wingle will call the NFL draft for Fox Sports Digital. Suppose they think he'll, he won't be doing that again after he left ESPN. They would, they would be wrong. Now, Elizabeth Banks announced she's making a sequel to the Flintstones called Bedrock, where it's 20 years later, and she's going to voice Pebbles. And I'm just like, we've had two eh, live-action movies. They've made so many cartoon movies as well. I think the well is dry there. The show is from the 60s. If they were going to make a sequel, they would have made it in the 70s or 80s or 90s. That's where I'm just like... Stop, Elizabeth Bank. I know you've been making, you, you were part of the Power Rangers remake and all this other stuff, but you just got to chill. CBS announced NCS Hawaii. Well, then, they canceled NCS New Orleans, and people were like, oh, no, what are you going to do without three NCIS? So that's what they're wasting their time with another NCIS instead of actually keeping the shows like MacGyver on the air. Shows that actually are pretty good. But hey, no, let's just uh, let's add another NCIS. Russell Crowe announced he's going to play Zeus and Thor Love and Thunder. That's going to be interesting. LeVar Burton, Robin Roberts, George Stopanopoulos, Anderson Cooper, and many others are going to be the host of Jeopardy. If you can look it up online, they have a whole list of all the guys who are planning opening Jeopardy. That's going to be interesting if you're fans of those. Michael Keaton said he's going to be reprising his role as Batman in the Flash movie that's coming up. That I actually do want to see because he was pretty good as a bad guy in Spider-Man. Uh, you know. And then Hillary, Hillary Duff, who hasn't acted in a while, and I'm not even sure if she's made music in the last decade, is going to be doing on a Hulu sequel series to How I Met Your Mother. The goal was the woman who was playing Ted's, you know, wife in that show, that CBS would have the sequel, and they would continue that process and continue that. But of course, CBS said, never mind. So they just let it go away for a year. So my question is, if Chuck Lorre is going to be a part of that, what's going on with How I Met Your Mother? Because How I Met Your Mother is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And, excuse me, I didn't, I didn't mean to say Chuck Lorre, Craig Thomas and Carter Bay. Like, it's one of those shows that was on for nine years, almost ten years. It has great actors in it. I really don't know if they're going to get the same chemistry and all of that. And I'm a huge Hillary Duff fan from the days of Lizzie McGuire, the Lizzie McGuire movie, Cinderella Story. Pretty much every movie she's ever been in, I pretty much watch. I listen, and I have most of listened to most of her music. That's where I'm saying to myself, okay, let's see how that works. Matt Launter, who voices Anakin Skywalker in The Clone Wars, has said that his character is that will definitely be coming back at some point. I don't know how that's going to actually come to foresee, but that would be good because he's a pretty good, he's a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good actor. As I you just, he was just on the show Timeless, which was a really, really good show. And, um,. It's hard to, you know, replicate certain shows because actors get leave the show, they cancel the show, and they try to bring it back. That That's the issue a lot of times in these shows. Now, some news that just came over the wire in sports are the Bengals are not picking up their fifth-year option of the first-round pick of Billy Price. He's going to become a free agent. They just need to fool their team. And the Colts did pick up the fifth-year option on Quinton Nelson. He's one of the best players in this position. And then a big news... The Panthers, after trading for Sam Dar Darnold, have traded Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos for just a six-round pick. 
and the Panthers are only going to have to pay $7 million and the Broncos play $3 million. It doesn't mean they're out of the market to get a quarterback, but Teddy Bridgewater was the third-best quarterback in that division. It went Matt Ryan slash you know, Tom Brady, depending on how you view them as the one and two, he was number three because it's what your thing is on Jameis Winston and what you're thinking is on Taysom Hill. Now he's going to be in the division where you got Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr. He's definitely the worst quarterback in that division. That's where I'm just like, yeah, I don't know why he would be like, yeah, that's really where I want to go. And I also don't know why they would try to not get more for him. Obviously, people have their issues with Teddy Bridgewater, but he's a pretty darn good serviceable quarterback as well. And, um... And um, in baseball, interesting uh, move was that the Giants are traded for outfielder Mike Talkman. They have enough outfielders, and the Yankees got themselves a reliever that isn't really that good. That's interesting there. And then in Cubs news, Austin Romine has gone on the DL again, so Tony Walters is back up with them. Trevor McGill has been has made the team, and. And now let's get to the television review that I did as in the last week. I actually have written four total reviews since the last time I was on this podcast. I did this podcast. And before I do, I wanted to mention the show Be Positive, where I've said the funniest characters are the dialysis group people and the old folks home people. So they've run out of ideas in the show where Gina, as I've said, is dating the football player who's in dialysis. And I'm saying to myself, she's odd. She's weird. She's a, Her life's a mess. And he is a former football player who supposedly won with the Seattle Seahawks. And the only thing they doesn't have his life together is that obviously he's in Reno failure. But the two of them together is just them running out of ideas. Because quite frankly, when you run out of ideas, you start having the characters who are in the show date each other. What's next? Is Drew going to start dating either Gina or is he going to start dating the, the woman in the show who's a jerk to every single person in the dialysis group? Because that's where they're going to be running there where... That, that's, that's what's going to happen there with Ridja Heelan. She's going to start dating. And that's where I'm like, this show should have already been off the air after like 10, 11 episodes. The fact that it's been on the air for more than more than 10 episodes is just what is going on here. And then The Resident, I don't know why. One of the four main characters of the show has left the show, Mina Okafor, the young resident who's like this skilled surgeon. Her mother is from you know Nigeria, and she's this amazing doctor who's helped Nigerian women and things like that. They've said, you know what? We're going to be getting rid of her from the show. Even though, if you're going to look at who the main characters are, the main characters are Conrad and and uh, Nick and you know Nick Nevin. They're the the nurse and doctor who he's the main resident and they're they're the best and they're the ones that are the lead. Then I was like, the guy playing Devin Parvesh, Manish Dial, he is the guy who's learned who has learned the ropes from Conrad. So he's the third main character. And Mina would be the fourth main character because she's another resident that just started their first year together with Devin. And that was the characters. Then, it's up to you how you want to discuss Bruce Greenwood as the fifth main character who plays Randolph. Malcolm Jamal Warner who plays AJ Austin because he wasn't on the show since the beginning. And Kit Vaugh, she wasn't in the credits in every episode at the beginning. So it all depends if you go Bruce Greenwood five, him six, her seventh. Then you want to include Irving Feldman who's in the you know emergency department. He could be one of the main characters ahead of either Kit or even Austin. 
and his, you know, wife, who's one of the nurses, and then Morris Chetna's been on the show for a couple of years, so he definitely in that list, but yeah, Mina Okafor's character is an important character because, you know, she's closed off, and you thinking maybe she's, but she's actually really nice, she'd have a clinic running out of her house, all the things she did for people, I know she dated one of her patients, was against the law, and then there was some other things, but she is, she is an important character because then they established her mentee and mentee relationship with Dr. Austin, and then they also then decided to have a relationship between them. They weren't sure if they wanted to continue doing it. That would be the thing. And that's where I'm like, okay, and they had it where they were going to write him out. And I was like, there's no way they're going to write out Malcolm Joe and Warner from the show. They're going to have to do something that would make, prevent him from leaving and going to Nigeria with her because... Unfortunately, Morris Chestnut's character got her got her deported. She's gonna she's gonna get deported if she doesn't leave. So, and what it looks like is she can't she's gonna leave so that she can come back eventually. But there's no explanation if she wanted to leave the show or if they wrote her out of the show. That's where I'm just trying to figure this out. That that's where the thing is like, does she really want to leave the show? And or did they decide to write her out? Because it'd be silly to write out the fourth main character as a relationship with one of the main characters. And they decided, yeah, hey, let's get a, you know, Malcolm Jamore's character. His mother had lung cancer, and she's only got a couple years to live, even though, like, there was no sign she was sick. That's, that's where they said, well, let's make him stay by doing that. This is the thing, though, is that they, they also changed the mother, which is weird, and that I don't get. She says here in a quote here, she went to Instagram and wrote, after deeply thought, after deeply thoughtful reflection, I approached the producer some time ago, asked to leave the show, and they agreed. Gave my character a wonderful send-off. I appreciate, I'm appreciative of them for allowing me to be embodied as beauty of soul as a documentary uncle for. I'd also like to thank the studio, network, cast, crew, and most of all, the, the wonderfully dedicated fans of The Resident for their support over the last four seasons. This is the problem with the show is and that it's one of the only good medical dramas on the air. Grey's Anatomy's been on the air for so long. It should probably be over with. And Good Doctor's gone down a bit since a couple of years ago. And then product, and then, excuse me, New Amsterdam was off the air for a very long time. They didn't get to show all their episodes. There was an issue with that I've mentioned many times that I'm not showing a pandemic type episode. Different character changes as well. So that's why it's like the residents consistently stayed the best. Now, going to the actual television review is because last week I did the United States of Al, a show I saw be renewed. Should be canceled. There's a new show called Home Economics, inspired the life of co-creator Michael Colton. So it's looking at how he's got three siblings. His he is Topher Grace, the main character who narrates the show, and he's a he's married with a couple of kids, and he's a struggler struggler writing in the middle class. Like he's written a bunch of books and has made them well enough, but unless you keep writing books and they sell, you're not going to make that much. And then I'm like, oh cool, it's Eric from That 70s Show. It's good to see him in a sitcom because he's been in scattered movies. And then Caitlin McGee. Who was just in the show Bluff Study Law for one year, that 10 year, 10 episode season one run on NBC with Jimmy Smith. And I really liked her in the show because she's, you know, I got a crush on her. And it's nice that she's in the show, but her character is not believable in that way where she is lesbian. Like, I'm not saying it, you can't have lesbians on the show, but there's been this whole irate over acting where you only want gays to play gays and certain races to play only certain races. But she is not gay and she's playing struggling like child counselor and she's married to Shamir Zamata and I'm, I'm I'm happy because she's been in a scattered movie just playing a stand-up comedian so it's basically like the fictionalized version of herself and 
the two are married and they each have like jobs and they and they have a couple kids and they're struggling. And it's nice that I, she's in the show, but like, this is really the role she wanted. And then Jimmy Tatro, who was in The Mighty Ones of Modern Family, he plays the younger sibling. He had run his own equity firm. He's divorced and has a daughter. And he's really stupid and dumb. And I don't understand how this guy could have an equity firm and be like the rich guy who buys fancy stuff for everybody and does all these things. But yeah, so he's playing the younger brother. And it's pretty funny because most shows that are about siblings are when they're kids. This is when they're adults and they're all like similar backgrounds. No, they all have different financial backgrounds. Topher Grace married a Hispanic woman, so his kids are half Hispanic. Caitlin McGee's character married a black woman, and so they're biracial and she's lesbian. And so they got all these things. And then you got the Nora Dunn from SNL. She plays the mother, so that's interesting. And the PC police will not be will not be upset because there is a mixed race couple, multiple of them, and an LGBT couple. And here's the thing: it doesn't really matter because Topher Grace's wife is barely important, and Jameer Zamata is barely in the show as well. Like. They're the wives. They don't really matter in this show because it's about the three siblings and their issues financially and professionally and all the other stuff. And so far, it's been funny enough that there's no laugh track and it's not like overly the top forcing you to try to make it and like it. And it's, you know, a little it's an interesting dynamic of a show. The, the way that they intersect into delightful comedy with their different lives and economic backgrounds is pretty, it's pretty good. It's not horrible. It's not the worst show. It's clearly better than... The two CBS shows I reviewed and the other ABC show, Call Your Mother, those three were just junk. Obviously, Young Rock was also a junk show, and Keenan is average, and Mr. Mayor was the funniest one. So this one is good enough for it to stay on the air because Modern Family Fresh Off the Both ended their runs. But then the Goldberg spinoff School was canceled, and so was Single Parents and Bless This Mess. And with the fact that you canceled... Three shows and two shows ended. There's definitely room in this lineup because you have the blackish, you know, mixedish that those two. Then you got Goldbergs and Roseanne. So right now you got four and American Housewives is five. So there's definitely room for another show. And knowing ABC, they may show another one at some point this year before the fall and they'll have another. But in reality, this show is not that bad and it's not that horrible. It's not, the, and, and, but it's not that amazing. So that's the issue. Like it's good enough for it to get another season and see where it goes there and it's also not not surprising if the show gets canceled the only reason i think it would get renewed is because abc is claiming for a good sitcom because two of their most successful shows ended and they canceled three of their other shows that had multiple seasons that is where the reality of this is actually going to come in is that those characters and the actors people have seen before are going to be good enough that people are going to watch the show and the problem i have with abc is they push the little things to Wednesday night. Still keep the crappy show like Big Sky where they're running out of ideas as well to try to keep the show going. And you put the new show Rebel, which I'll talk to you guys next week as I'll compare and contrast it to the new show Kung Fu remake. Is that you push the million little things to Wednesday night and you put Rebel on Thursday nights and you keep Big Sky on Tuesday nights. But then the question is, where's For Life? For Life is one of those courtroom shows like All Rise on CBS where I thought, you know what? It's probably going to get canceled. It surprised me it got renewed because I was like, you know, it's surprisingly a good show. But the question is, when is For Life going to come back on the air? Is it going to come back Tuesday nights when Big Sky's over? Or is there actually a new show going to come Tuesday night? Or is it going to come back when, Amer- when The Good Doctor ends? Because there's really not that much room because they waste time on Sunday nights with game shows along with The Rookie. And they said, you know, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Dancing with the Stars. 
American Idol type of thing Sunday or Monday. So that's why there's only room for the good doctor. And then they show their half hour sitcoms on Wednesday and Thursday and they show Shark Tank and in twenty twenty on Friday night. So I think that home economics will be renewed. As I mentioned last week, United States of Al on CBS, for hearing everything about that show, you can always check out my website on the Radar Media or, or my blog or Radar4428 because it's on both those places and it's on last week's podcast. That, that show is definitely not worth it to be renewed. And I'm going to tell you about the Rebel show, which is, again, based off a true story, and Kung Fu, which is a remake, if those shows are going to be worth it for you to, to watch because it's seen, I'm seeing a trend on these networks of shows where you got a strong female lead trying to save the day. And that's fine. Diversity is important in every form. And that's why this show has got the diversity, you know, home economics, interracial couples, twice, LGBT couple. That is good. And it'll also be funny to see down the line what the younger brother is going to have to experience, you know, Jimmy Tartaro, now that he's going to realize he's single, is he going to start dating as well? That's where it's going to be interesting. And the kids, you know, have been pretty funny as well. Especially Samir Zamata's and Caitlin McGee's kids. They're funny. And Topher Grace has a lot of the, you know, you know, physical humor. The bad stuff happens to him and the kids make fun of him and stuff. So it's pretty funny to see him get the brunt of a lot of the jokes, you know, because he used to be the lead and nothing really, the real, the bad stuff wouldn't be happening to him. It happened to Fez or Kelso. It wouldn't happen to him on that 70s show. But thanks for listening to episode number 79 of On The Radar Podcast, and always we talk about local, national sports, and pop culture. Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, like, rate, subscribe, share. On The Radar Today blog on Facebook, like or follow. Follow me at Radar4428 on Twitter. Check out OnTheRadarMedia.com or Radar4428 for all the articles. And to check out my YouTube videos on On The Radar on YouTube where I do movie reviews and baseball recaps. So again, thanks for listening to episode number 79. I'm Radar. See you guys next time.